Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is the 19th of August. It is Relationship Wednesday. We're past the half point in August. That's just so crazy. I can't believe the amazement at dates because time is different now, right? It doesn't really matter the way it did. And it's other than the weather, it doesn't matter because there's this other stuff going on that matters more. It matters more than everything, and that's our well-being. And it exists in a different way all around the world, and people are no longer jumping a clock. And the ones that have to, that are forced to, they're feeling out of touch with the quiet that's been going on. And there's something that I cannot talk enough about And that's kindness because Christ keeps bringing it up. And every time I think we're done talking about kindness, there's another way to look at it. And it's like when I was first writing and Christ kept writing about truth and love and purity. And I think, oh, my God, what more could I write about it? And I'd sit down and sure enough, it would be more about how every single thing we do goes back to truth, to love, and to purity. But let's take that another step. So yesterday, I'm thinking, okay, it's Relationship Wednesday, and you know, I know enough people in certain relationships that are just kind of off, and they're trying to get back on where they need to be, and they they're finding it to be kind of like, don't know if they can. And I thought about, well, I know kindness works. We all know that. And we all know how it works. But being kind, as it turns out, is not something that we have to tell ourselves to do. It is the result, and this was what I got from Christ yesterday and why I'm doing yet another show on kindness, it turns out that when kindness is in front of us, when people are kind to us, we know something deep inside about them, and that is that they understand truth, love, and purity. And when Christ said that, I was like, well, why didn't you say that before? And I realized that I was not ready to know that before. It's like kindness is is truly the onion. You know how people unpack 
really bad events or horrific events or sad events in their lives. Kindness you earn. Why we know when someone is kind that they know something we don't yet. But bigger, because it was Relationship Wednesday, I'm not talking about being kind to strangers. Because that's something we kind of naturally do. We don't know them. We're nice. We let them go in front of us on the freeway or we open a door or we just say good morning. That's just normal behavior. But true kindness shows up when we are kind to the people we are closest to. Being kind to the people that are normally in your home, the people you see every day at work, to your partner who you're used to and you know what they're going to say and you know what they're going to do and it sometimes infuriates you when you know what they're going to do and it's something you don't want them to do. But when you have enough reserve You have enough familiarity with truth and love and purity. Enough to say when you look at that other person, how would I want to be treated in this situation? How would I respond? Or even look at how important it is for them to communicate with you and that they want to leave feeling better than when they came in, even if they already felt good. A lot of times, because we know people, we dismiss them. We're like, oh, yeah, they don't care. Oh, I'm busy. I got to go. You always ask that question. I knew you were going to do that. Those aren't unkind or kind. Those are just dismissive. But what if you said, hey, I love how you wake up every morning and come in and you have this system for your breakfast. I love how you handled this situation with the kids. I know this wasn't easy, but you did a great job. You did the best job you could have. When we can talk to other people that way, that we are very familiar with, that is when you know that you have learned to talk that way to yourself in your own head. Our heads are full of a lot of stuff. And at every little vulnerability we have, ego comes in with its little, what do I want I want to say, Kindness management, because it kind of doesn't want you to be as kind or as loving. It wants you to fight for your insecurities, and it keeps bringing your insecurities up one at a time. But when people are kind, you know that they know how to talk back to that voice. It's like that bully that stands there and asks for your lunch every day. And then one day you're like, why should I give you my lunch? Go get your lunch somewhere else. Go get your own lunch. 
This is mine. And it may fight you, and it may try to scare you, and it may try to intimidate you. But you just walk away. It sounds easier than in real life when there's a real bully doing that. But the bottom line here is that ego is not a real bully. It's a fake bully with a fake account in your head that got invited in because you may have felt insecure about something. It always has this great out-of-the-box solution, but every solution that ego comes up with puts you in a box because now you've done something that isn't falling in place and the other person knows it, you know it. You may not be able to get to it yet mentally, but you know something is off. So when people are kind, like I said, as though there isn't enough to be said about kindness, you know that they understand that they would tell the truth at any cost. So you trust them. You know that they're coming from love by the way they're taking care of themselves and by the way they deal with themselves when there is an issue. Do they fall apart every time there's an issue? Do they start swearing their heads off? Do they start screaming at everybody? Or do they just handle it? Purity, that innocence, that feeling that you could laugh at any given time if something's funny and that you could cry from happiness by looking at the people around you grow and achieve the things that they set out to do, because they're not your things, it's their things. Cheering people on that you're close to instead of assuming you just know what they're going to do and they're familiar to you and you complain about them to top it off. So I say, okay, Christ, we want to talk about kindness, and I keep bringing it up, and we keep going to it. And then he said that kindness is the single sign of strength that we have. Kindness is strength. We have seen what the lack of kindness, and we see it every single day, it's in the news every single day, of what the lack of kindness looks like. We have seen it bully people into backing up something that isn't even true. There's this blurry line of truth and lies. And it set a country, right now it happens to be ours, or in the U.S., on its back. But that happens in households. When the leader of that household, the parent, the partner, whoever it is that's in that household shaking the rug under the feet of the people who live there, they all walk around with that little secret of, I don't get what's going on here, but it's not right. We understand kindness 
but we don't understand the upheaval that the lack of kindness brings to our worlds. We have a big platform now where we're seeing it. But instead of complaining about it, take a lesson from it. That whatever is said that isn't true, and then another thing, and then another thing, and now there's so many spinning plates, you don't even know which thing to grab and try to fix. Because the chaos has become so chaotic that we don't know what to reach for. And when you're in a household that you have a partner who can do that, the kids and the partner in that house feel like prisoners to the lack of kindness. So getting a hold of ourselves and understanding that, you know, when we pray, sometimes we don't know what we're asking. We want the end result. I want money or I want a car or I want my kids to be okay, or I want whatever it is, a new house, whatever it is we're thinking we need, peace of mind. In truth, if you were going to dwindle down the whole pike of what you want, asking for things like strength, to be kind, would be the first thing I'd ever ask for. Because in order for me to be kind, my lessons, to hone my truth, hone the way I love, and hone my innocence to a point where I can begin to understand that calmness that comes with being kind. I know people who are great people. They would give you the skin off their back. And they get into a relationship and they give the person the skin off their back. They don't even care who it is. They're giving them money to do this and that. They're fixing their house. They're painting their walls. They're driving back and forth and the other person isn't even making an effort to come and see you. Because you feel like that's what giving is about. That's what being a good partner is about. But deep inside, the two of you know something's wrong with that. It looks like kindness. But kindness not only gives, but kindness understands the value of receiving. Because it takes, you know, there's the the little control freak in people, but it takes a lot of releasing to be able to receive in kind. To be able to say thank you. That is beautiful. Thank you for thinking of me in this way. Thank you for doing this with me, for me. Thank you for pushing my envelope when I was on my way to reacting to my insecurities and teaching me that I don't need to react to my insecurities in that way. Even to your child, if they've done something, thank you for taking the risk to go out on a limb, even though it might not have been a good limb for you to go out on. But look at what we got to talk about. 
Look at what you got to learn. Whether I'm dead or alive, you just learned a lesson you will have for the rest of your life. That's what kindness looks like. doesn't mean you have to go over the top and you're like in la-la land. Kindness is constructive conversations that you have, that you acknowledge without hurting and taking away from another person. Knowing enough to know that if you said that, you were going to hurt their feelings and you were going to win nothing for it. And they were going to win nothing for it. And why would you do a lose-lose? Why would you even do a win-lose? Why not shoot for the win-win? Because sometimes we don't even look at win-win. When we're mad at someone, we're definitely looking at a win-lose. I had somebody who on my page, I could have wrote the, the sun is blue or the sun is bright. And they'll be like, well, it's not really bright. And no matter what I put up, I got an argument. And then I said, I'm just sick and tired of seeing this lack of kindness, even though that person may have thought that they were just being smart. But you tell them nothing, even more. And then it just goes off the chart. And then you just have to say, listen, I, I, I don't want anything to bother my world like that. Or if you have a child, I, one of my kids, this actually, <laughs> I, it's funny now, we laugh about it now, but she was just out of college and I was, she was starting an internship and it was like two hours from our house with traffic, but normally 45 minutes. And she would leave every day, obviously, at the same time. So every day she knew she had a two-hour ride, and that was leaving super early. So one day I thought, oh, you know what? I'll get up, I'll make her coffee instead of her having to stop at Starbucks and do this and do that. So I, I'm making her coffee, and she walks by. And honestly, I can't remember what she said, but it was a grumble, and it was kind of, you know, shut me down. And as she was walking... I said, that was really unkind to laugh. And she goes to me, well played. Because I could have screamed back. I could have tried to hurt her feelings as much as I felt mine were hurt. I could have just not said anything and and let her be grumpy the rest of the day. But in the truth of it all, I knew when she wakes up, she's not completely awake yet. I knew that normal conversation feels like it's smacking her in the head. I didn't tiptoe around it. I didn't even be the one to say something. I was just making her coffee because I was awake and I'm super awake in the morning. I could drive anybody nuts who doesn't wake up fast. But when she said that, and she could have made a snide remark back, but we were used to being kind to each other. 
So she just said, well played. And then we both started to laugh at ourselves because we already had the foundation of not ripping each other to shreds just because we were tired or one of us was tired. It literally is, you know when you sew a blanket and the sewing is so well that no matter what you do to that blanket, you are not going to rip the blanket? That's, that's kindness. Those stitches, that thread, that hold that blanket together. And then I start to see why Christ keeps bringing up kindness over and over again. And he doesn't say be kind. We all know to be kind. But he keeps telling me new ways the kindness looks. I remember years ago, and until now, I always put the greatest strength we have is to be kind, or kindness is the greatest strength, however you want to write it. But now he's telling me why. What kindness does. Because kindness is an understanding that we even have strength. Kindness rises above insecurities by being able to look at it without fearing it. Because a lot of times our insecurities run the show because we fear them. Oh, I'm going to get hurt. Oh, I can't do that ever again. I'll get hurt. And we start protecting our lives from getting hurt. But are we? What's really hurting us is we're protecting ourselves from getting hurt. We're going to get hurt. But we're also going to live to tell about it. And then as we understand that, when we do get hurt about whatever, it might take a day or two, a week, sometimes a month, But we know we're going to heal from it if we face it. If we say, hey, this is going to take a while. This I may never get over. But it doesn't take over your entire life. You know how people say, I'll never fall in love again. Oh, stop saying that. Why would you say that to yourself? Now you told your brain to never fall in love again. Now that's its direction. So now it can't see any possibilities. That's not being kind to yourself. You can say, hey, it didn't work here, and yes, it didn't work there. But what did I learn? Because a new person isn't going to come in and fix what all the old people did in your life. How do they know? What a big job to throw at them. But what if you said, oh, I learned that that personality type attracts me, but it doesn't actually work day to day. It's fun. I could date this person, but I can't go further. And about two weeks ago, I did a show about narcissism 
on a Monday, and I talked about a, a woman who finally recognized that the man after love bombing stage was now going into this place of push and pull, like not being available all the time. And, you know, the red flag started showing up. So she called me yesterday and she said, hey, I just listened to that show you did where you talked about my situation because I told her I did because I always ask if I could because I need to. But she said to me, well, let me tell you what happened. So now that he was in that whole stage of coming and going and coming and going, she realized he wasn't as kind as he was fun to be with in the beginning. Because now she was worrying. Why didn't he text back? All these elaborate excuses of why he wasn't there. And that lack of kindness was fading fast, which shows that this person doesn't have the strength to maintain that initial love bombing stage. So what happened? So she sends him a text and he came up with this big excuse about why he can't come over for dinner and he had this whole issue at the dentist and now he's just going to stay home, but he didn't answer any texts. And so he said, oh, I didn't see your text until this morning. And she said, really? That's weird. Because when I sent it to you, it not only said that it was delivered, but it said that it was read. So I knew you read it yesterday. And normally she would never have said that when she wasn't being kind to herself. And she realized, the greatest strength strength she has is to just tell the truth because being kind understands truth and love and purity. She goes, normally I wouldn't have said anything and I would have just lived in, in hope to have shown him how doing that doesn't work and that takes a long time to do because you're going about everything in a convoluted way. She said, it was the first time I ever did that where I said, hey, I didn't want to be a dummy in this conversation. I needed to tell the truth that I knew he read that. So when she said that, he literally knew no words because the worst thing you could do to that personality type is to get them to admit that they lied. So they just come up with more excuses and start spinning plates, but he had no way out, so he basically had to say, yeah, well, I did, but but now the lie was acknowledged. And it's so early in the relationship or what was going to be a relationship that they have not communicated since that conversation. And she said, a part of me misses that newness, but I feel so proud of myself. I feel so good about myself that I stood up for me and all I did was pointed out an action they took they made a decision to take and I acknowledged it I didn't scream at him I didn't call him a liar I didn't tell him anything I just told him the truth that I know that you read that because you didn't turn the read sign off between our texts 
And I said to her, imagine if we didn't have that and he did lie to you about it and you guys stayed together and what other lies would have come so easily and naturally? Because it is an unkind action to lie. It is a kind action to tell the truth. And that's where the strength of kindness comes into play. Doesn't mean being all sappy happy at someone. But telling the truth is the most kind thing she did for both of them because it ended something that was just going to be a bigger nightmare six months from now because of the ease of lying between each other. Imagine, and Christ is on fire about kindness. God knows what more we'll learn. But for today, my time is up. I love you guys, and I will see you tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.